Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. WTAW News Time is six minutes after eight. It's 66 degrees. News is presented by David's Jewelry and Coin Exchange. They buy, sell, and trade gold and silver, diamonds and jewelry, watches and collectible coins, and consistently pay the most. Learn more at davidsjewelryandcoins.com. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. Brazos County commissioners are told that two developers are in compliance with economic development agreements that the county returns a portion of property tax payments. One of those agreements involves the former College Station Academy store and surrounding property. County Auditor Katie Connor says the county has returned more than $177,000 over the last six years. One of the requirements is adding at least $1.5 million of tangible personal property. Another requirement is pursuing new industrial and commercial tenants. It's written such that it would be very difficult to quantify exactly what that means, but I'm assuming they are pursuing. Brazos County has also returned $570,000 to the developer of the Oakmont subdivision for exceeding requirements for adding taxable value in 2020 and 2021. Neither of the county's agreements require creating jobs. The Bryan City Council awards one contract to design and build an indoor tennis center at Midtown Park and amends another contract to outsource management of the facility to the company that operates the Legends Event Center. You can kind of look at it and see that it's it's kind of a mini legends. And the intention, of course, is to you know provide this as access to the citizens of Bryan. The city's economic development specialist, Todd McDaniel, reminded the council that the building that will also be used by the Texas A&M tennis teams has to be completed by August of 2025. We're referring to it as Midtown Center, and we got the green light from our A&M partners, A&M Athletics, to use the Lone Star Texas A&M logo. It's the indoor tennis for Texas A&M. The $17 million construction cost of the building will be picked up by the A&M system. Bryan City Council members were told last night about a delay in building a new road inside Midtown Park. A change order was issued to remove the remnants of the old municipal swimming pool, which was under part of the roadway and the MBG Movie Bowl Grill site. City Manager Kane Register told the council that has pushed back completion of the road until next summer. More than seven years after his arrest, a 60-year-old college station man is going to prison for the fourth time for driving while intoxicated. The Brazos County District Attorney's Office says it's the 10th time that Darwin Batten's been convicted of DWI. A district court jury trial took place more than seven years after Batten was arrested in May 2016. On Monday, the jury convicted Batten and sentenced him to 40 years. Batten's blood alcohol level is twice the legal limit at 0.16. Bill Oliver, 1620, 94.5 WTAW. Texas A&M's interim president posted a message on his website on World Mental Health Day, which was yesterday, reminding employees and students of available resources. Mark Welsh also promoted today's Howdy Health Fair in Rudder Plaza between noon and 2. And Welsh brought up last week during his presentation regarding adjustments to the university's reorganization plan, keeping the Health Science Center the home of counseling counseling and psychological services and student health services. This is a really emotional and uh, 
and passionate issue. Welsh says the HSC and the two health offices are working through communication issues. It's not because somebody's not trying, I don't think, but they're just talking past each other right now, and there are really good people who are really frustrated on both sides of this discussion. Welsh says there will be a formal agreement between the Division of Student Affairs and the HSC so that everyone knows the role that everyone will play. That will be followed by a formal assessment in three years. WTAW news time is about 10 minutes after 8. It is 66 degrees. News is presented by David's Jewelry and Coin Exchange. More news at 8.30 or online at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620 945 WTAW. 8.12 on the Info Maniacs on Wednesday. We're in the WC Tractor Studio, your Kubota at New Holland Dealer and Brian in Navasota. Weathers brought to you by Gladney Automotive for commercial and fleet vehicles. Gladney Automotive has you covered. No car is too new for Gladney. To learn more and schedule your next appointment, visit GladneyAutomotive.com or call 979-399-8928. Light rain will taper off and end. We'll have some lingering cloudiness across the region. Temperatures a lot cooler, right around 75. Tonight, skies become partly cloudy and the lows are going to drop down to about 60 to 65. Tomorrow, it's going to be partly to mostly sunny, close to 90. Clear to partly cloudy, lows are around 70 tomorrow night. Now looking ahead to Friday, we should be partly to mostly sunny with a high of 90 to 95. I'm meteorologist Rob Carrollin for 1620 and 94.5 WTAW. All right. I was going to call our winner, but our button so that I can hear it on the board is not working. Oh, no. So, yeah, the Q button's not working. Oh, man. Okay. So, well, bummer. Yeah, for all of you who texted in this morning, Austin was the correct answer. Uh, our poor friend Jerry from Moody Gardens accidentally said, we love Austin. And Sean corrected her and said, we're in College Station. Well, it happens. It happens. <laughs> and I hope I, I didn't I didn't want to come off. It was you know, you were not. No, you you played it perfectly, and we were. It's totally understandable. But yes. I just really wanted to use that to see who all was listening yesterday. So a lot of you got the right answer. Uh, but it was Jan who was our big winner this morning. I will make sure to text her and ask her uh, what other prizes that she wants. We gave away a family four pack of Moody Gardens, and y'all, we have more of those. It's Galveston Island. It is an incredible place. It's really really cool. And then during the holidays, it becomes even cooler. Literally, I. Land Festival of Lights. They have all of the normal stuff. It's a great time. Uh, so I hope you guys stay tuned because we have more family four packs yeah. to give away throughout the holiday season. We got season. A, a lot of stuff uh, to go there. And I, I mean, I really want to check it out during the winter. I've never been. Yes. And uh, whenever she was describing it and then the ice slide. I, I mean, think what Zach is that? and his family went one year during the holidays and he had really, really good things to say about oh, good. it. Yeah. So all yeah, right. we've also got uh, more Texas Renaissance Festival vouchers and we've got the Brazos Valley Fair and Rodeo coming up next week. That's October 20th through the 22nd. So make sure to stay tuned for more giveaways with all of those prizes. So 70% of us are uh, or have lied on our resumes. Oh, yep. 70% say I don't think I No, I have not. It's too risky. I've never lied on a no, resume. No, absolutely not. Too risky. Because they can, especially if they ask for references and stuff. Right. And I guess it depends on how big of a lie it is. Or what job you're some job, maybe if you're applying to a, a maybe a part-time job or something, they're not going to look into stuff as much. I don't know. I'd imagine. I don't know. 
Uh, but yeah, it's just, it seems Does risky to do. Does it give specific do. lies, examples? Yes. Well, so they, they go on to say, here's the most common resume lies. Number one is embellishing responsibilities. So, okay. I mean, I guess just saying that yeah. you did stuff or didn't do stuff. that Right. You, you are responsible for certain things that maybe you right. weren't. Uh, number two, altering job titles to make them sound more mm. impressive. Yeah, see, mm. ooh, that one's interesting. Job titles can be a funny thing. They can be oh, yeah. really, really, really long and very, very, very vague. They can be. That's the main thing. Is yeah, it's like, wait, you, what do you do? So that doesn't that doesn't tell me anything about what you did. And I guess that's why you put the responsibilities on there. Number three, fabricating how many people you managed. Yeah, see, that's not that's not OK. That's not OK, because you can eat. I mean, if they were to call your reference, they would I mean, say, how many people did you manage? Right. He managed none. <laughs> Stretching the length of time you were employed at a job. See that it depends. Like, OK, let's say it's like 11 months and a few days. Do you just say a year? You know, that right. to me is not that big that's of a not deal. That crazy to but me. if you if you know the job you are applying for requires like five years of experience in a particular field and you've only been in that field for two years yeah. and you lie. Yeah, that that hmm. extends it. Lying about the name of the company that employed you. How do you do that? Oh, dear. Okay. That's not even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that one seems crazy. That's just a full blown lie. Yeah. Like there's a big difference between Red Lobster and Long John Silver. Yes, there are. That's a, that's <laughs> that's a very good point. Number six, making up the entire position. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, gosh, you guys I are was getting, executive vice president. You guys are getting um, bold. Yeah. Making up the entire position. That one's hilarious. Number seven. Inflating metrics or accomplishments that you achieved, like sales numbers or mm. percentages. Okay. Yeah, I can see that one. Ooh, still not good. Nope, none of these are good. Number eight, listing skills you don't have. So I think we had a story about this on the show a while back where they knew that a certain skill would be a requirement and they didn't have that skill yet but they were planning on taking some kind of like online course or certification that they knew they would have before getting like before starting the yeah. job or they knew it was something they could learn on the job. And so they like, and I was just like, Oh, you still got to be risky. really confident. And yeah, that is risky. It's really risky. And a lot especially of these... if that skill truly is required for the job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and so a lot of these, so number nine, listing awards and accolades you didn't get. And number 10, lying about volunteer work. Oh, and, so, oh, and so, but one thing about all of this, and, and I don't know because I've never had to hire someone personally myself uh -huh. as far as looking to their background, but I have heard and I've been called before as a reference. Okay. And I don't, I feel like I've heard stories that if you're called as a reference, you can't be very specific. Have you heard that? You can't you can't answer questions about like work performance and stuff like that. It's like a very specific. It's like there's like a very. I guess I don't understand. So like if someone called and said like let's say someone worked for us that wasn't a good employee. If, okay. if, if a reference or someone called you for a reference, you're not allowed to say that was not a good employee. Why not? I that's don't know. The whole point of a, no, that's the whole point of a, being that's, a reference. That's exactly what I said. But apparently it's a thing. It's like, you can't, you can't say anything Says bad who, about them. Oh, uh, I've seen it online. I've seen, I've, I've heard it from actual employers. That said, you then can't. What's the point of having a reference? Basically, they're calling to see: Did this person work there? Yes. Did they do this? Yes. But you can't say yes. They were this spot in the company, but they were bad at their job. I think I don't think you can say that. I've heard that from several different people. Okay. So it's interesting. Yeah, maybe huh. it's worth a Google. And, and if you if you know as a listener, 
Let, uh, okay, I'm going to take this call. Caller, what's up? Um, you know, you can say something like if the employee wasn't a good employee, you could say, you know, you would be very lucky to get this employee to work for you. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So you can kind of word you can it a word little, it differently. but you can't just completely you bash yeah. on someone. Thanks, caller. Uh, yeah. So and I and I bet and I bet employers who deal with this know the phrases to to sure. listen for and things like that. And I'm sure people who are references are used to you know knowing how to phrase certain things. Yeah. But that's really it's just really interesting. Yeah. They say they say somebody texted in and said the problem is if you give a really negative reference for someone they find out and they don't get the job they could turn around and sue your company so yeah so for like I think, slander right i think it's a legality somebody thing. says it's a liability unfortunately right. okay wow yeah and so i remember when i first heard your reaction i was like wait, wait what that's yeah. not right because if someone asks me if someone was bad and they were bad i'm gonna be like if they were bad so someone said the big question that people can ask is would you rehire this person right so and you i guess you could just say it. yes or no yes yeah 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 there you go guys how interesting yeah. WTAW News. Time is 8.30. It is 65 degrees. News is presented by Aggieland Golf Cars, your independent authorized club car dealer, and now your local source for Landmaster. American-made UTVs built to conquer the outdoors. Find yours today at Aggieland Golf Cars on Highway 30. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. Last week, Brazos County Commissioners received an update on the compliance of economic development agreements that are monitored by a consultant hired by the Brazos Valley Economic Development Corporation. This week's meeting included a review of two incentive agreements where the county rebates part of the property taxes that are paid. County Auditor Katie Connor says that's after the developer exceeds requirements for adding taxable value on the affected land. One is the developer of the Oakmont subdivision in East Bryant, which reached a total appraised value in 2021 of almost seven. Million. We have paid $570,264 to date on that. Their incremental value is well over the $5 million that was required. And they did the infrastructure going out university. Another agreement is with the owner of the former College Station Academy store and surrounding property. Connor says the county has returned more than $177,000 of the last six years in return for adding at least $1.5 million of tangible personal property and to pursue new commercial commercial and industrial tenants. Brazos County Commissioners yesterday, without comment, awarded a nearly $5.5 million contract to repave a portion of a county road northeast of Bryan. The project is supposed to start before the end of this month on about two and a half miles of Macy Road. The first phase is from FM 974 to Old Bundick Road. Phase two is from Old Bundick to the bridge over Little Cedar Creek. The contract calls for the project to take until next May, weather permitting. In addition to repaving, guardrails and bridge rails will be replaced. Construction will start soon on an indoor tennis center at Bryan's Midtown Park. That's after the council last night awarded one contract to design and build the $17 million facility that will be paid for by the Texas A&M system. Marka Ewer Shirtliff, who approved the design and construction contract, was hoping for a different location to provide more contiguous green space. I it's only thought <laughs> that I lay awake and think about it night in bed. This isn't based on topography or anything aside from the... The fact that I thought if you keep more green space contiguous, more green space, it feels like even more green space. 
The city's economic development specialist, Todd McDaniel, responded to concerns of the buildings at the park now and the future, resulting in drainage problems. I'm no engineer, but I can assure you that our team in engineering is certainly looking at this and thinking, okay, how do we handle drainage regionally? Our ambition has always been to try to retain a balance at the staff level between green space and economic development catalyst projects. Completion of the Tennis Center, which will be the indoor home of Texas A&M Tennis, is set for August of 2025. You would have to be a longtime resident of the Twin Cities to know that the city of Bryan's Midtown Park once had a swimming pool. I really did think that it was gone. I thought it was, I thought they had dug the whole thing up, but they found it. City Manager Kane Register told the City Council last night the remnants of the old pool was under the site of Midtown Park's future movie bowling restaurant building and a new road connecting that with Big Shots. I remember that pool. And I'm sure most of you, well, that are at least my age, remember it. Sorry, Marka. Register says that has pushed back completion of the road until next summer. It's been a while since there have been reports of catalytic converter thefts in the Twin Cities. Bryan police heard Monday from two victims. Both thefts were in the parking lots of Bryan ISD schools. One victim was leaving a fundraiser at Bryan High. The other victim was parked at Rudder High School. There is no suspect information. For the third time since last Saturday, College Station police officers are assaulted. On Monday night, two officers were attempting to arrest a man on a warrant for providing false information. According to the CSPD arrest reports, 41-year-old Daniel Carpenter was tased several times after putting one officer in a chokehold. Another officer reported several injuries that included cuts and scrapes. Carpenter remains in jail in lieu of bonds totaling $80,000. A Brazos County District Court convicts a 60-year-old college station man of DWI with nine prior convictions. The jury then sentenced Darwin Batten to 40 years. Batten was arrested in May 2016 after an employee at the college station Walmart notified police they smelled alcohol in Batten's breath. Prosecutors say Batten's blood alcohol level is twice the legal limit at .16. This is the fourth time Batten is going to prison for DWI. He also served time for possessing a controlled substance. Bill Oliver, 1620-945 WTAW. One of the components of Texas A&M's reorganization plan that the interim president is keeping means the Health Science Center remains in charge of student health services and the counseling and psychological services department. Mark Welsh brought up last week considering the return of the two health offices to the Division of Student Affairs. I went back and forth on this one. I mean, back and forth. Welsh says there will be a formal agreement between the Division of Student Affairs and the HSC so that everyone knows the role that everyone will play. That will be followed by a formal assessment in three years. And by that point in time, if we haven't resolved this, then something needs to change. That may not be the organization, it may be the people. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> just want to get you nervous. But we got to get past this, gang. Everybody wants what's best for our students, and we have to figure out how to make that happen. Well says there are really good people who are really frustrated on both sides of this discussion. WTAW news time is 836. It's 65 degrees. News is presented by Aggieland Golf Cars. More news anytime at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Rebert for 1620 945 WTAW. Weather's brought to you by Malik Heating and Air Together with Carrier. Keep your cool when the temperatures rise. Front of the line service, $0 diagnostic, and never an overtime charge for total protection plan members. Malik, feel the difference. Light rain will taper off and end. We'll have some lingering cloudiness across the region. Temperatures a lot cooler, right around 75. Tonight, skies become partly cloudy, and the lows are going to drop down to about 60 to 65. Tomorrow, it's going to be partly to mostly sunny, close to 90. Clear to partly cloudy, lows are around 70 tomorrow night. Now, looking ahead to Friday, we should be partly to mostly sunny, with a high of 90 to 95.
I'm meteorologist Rob Carrollton for 1620 and 94.5 WTAW. It's Wednesday and we are joined by Brian Mayer, Bobby Gutierrez. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, always a pleasure to have you in studio. Uh, you guys had a meeting last night, so lots to cover. Um, a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> I see you have all your notes in front of you, so we're ready to go. Um, one of the things that you guys approved last night was uh, new floodplain management mm-hmm. and the FEMA flood grant. Now, clearly, it's an important thing to people, especially in the lower lying areas. Can you give us an idea on what improvements Brian has done in the last five years to kind of manage some of those points? Yeah, there, there's actually quite a lot that we've been doing. We've been, you know, flood mitigation for us has gone on. We, you know, we had a couple of years ago, we had some really, really what we would call 500 year rains. And then we went to no rains at all this year. So it's been, and, and I'm happy. And I know there's a little bit of wet out there today. So cows are happy. Right <laughs> now. But before we say that, I just want to say one thing. If you let me give, give me one minute. Yeah, I absolutely. Just left, I left the, uh, the prayer breakfast, the first annual prayer breakfast to be here. I don't like to be late ever. And, uh, it was, a it was a touching, very, very touching John Harvey Slocum, Jeremy Scott, you know, uh, they, and they invited me to go over that thing. And, and we had, there was a lot of council that was there. So I was really happy to see everybody there, but they were thinking it's going to be about 300 people. And I think they had six, 700 people there wow. at the event center. And then, and it just kind of speaks to who, what our community is. And, you know, we, we see, we get a lot of the negative stuff all the time. In fact, I think we had somebody at, you know, here citizens yesterday and, you know, we can't respond back and they're chewing us about, you know, chewing us out about a, you know, change order that they put in and, it was a 58, almost $60,000 change order. And, you know, things happen, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things get more expensive and things and things always happen. But this was actually a change order that was a net positive for the city, not a negative for the city. It was something that we look, we look very hard at everything that we do and where we can save, we save money. But on the flood mitigation, we're going to then, I just, I just want to tell everybody thank you and the, for the people who showed up because there was a lot of great people this morning at the prayer breakfast. And it does inspire you that we are living in a great place and, you know, it's like they said, you know, I say it all the time. I say, you know, we can be anything, be kind and be that change that starts with us, be that change that you want to see in the world. But as far as flood mitigation, there's going to have for, you know, for there's early warning signals that are going to be coming in. That'll be doing you know, to mitigate the floods. When you have these heavy rains, when there's low areas, it'll flashlights, it'll do different things. We put in a whole lot of stuff as far as detention pond improvements on South College. Uh, we have uh, Palisade Street, Bonham Street, new detention regional areas right there. The South Dallas uh, Construction Area Drainage Project is on Melba Circle, Hillside, Old Oaks on 33rd Street, Washington, Bristol, uh, Wayside, Carter Creek Storm, you know, Storm Sewer Improvements. There's a lot of stuff, plus the early warning system that goes on for flood mitigation. Okay, good. Excellent stuff right there. Um, the council also approved entering into an interlocal agreement, or ILA, with the county having to do with reimbursement for EMS service in the county. Can you tell us how that compares to previous agreements? Yeah, I think we've taken a look at it. And, of course, we've been seeing a lot of stuff with the ILA with Brian Call Station, the county, everything else. And we went really dug down deep and said, what is our true cost? Our fire chief, uh, you know, Chief Chusty has, has looked at it. You know, Chris Lamb, all the guys, DJ Kapner, they have looked at what we are and what we do. Our ETJ is a little bit bigger than College Stations. We, we, we provide a bigger area. We cover a bigger area. I think in from last year's numbers, we're about 60% of what the 911 calls into the into the county. So we've looked at those numbers and I believe where we're at right now, we came up with about $285 per call and that's not included what's going to be reimbursed from the, you know, from the insurance and everything else. I think call station was about, well, they're at 425 and they capped it at 340 and I think we're about the same thing. We capped ours at 342, 
but every year it's going to go up a little bit, you know, with, with the cost of everything. And, and our, our services are going up. We're doing, I think our services went up about 18%. Our calls went up about 18% and call stations went up about 2%. And that's truly because we have so much growth on the east side of town that we cover. It's not because call station does a, you know, doesn't do as much as we do. It's just that's the area that we cover. But the county's happy with it. I think we're very happy with it. Uh, we talked to Judge Peters, and he seems to be everybody's everybody's good. The council also approved a capital improvement plan to run through 2028, and mm-hmm. it's scheduled to have about $81 million in improvements. Of that, nearly half, about 45%, is for Midtown. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us more about what that will cover? Yeah, you know, $20 million of that of that plan is going to be for the road extension at Movie Bowl Grill, Villa Maria, the Midtown area, Park Boulevard, and then part of it is like that flood flood mitigation part we're talking about. It's a sediment pond off of Carson Street. Uh, we have the boardwalk that we're putting on that's going to be adjacent to Movie Bowl Grill. Uh, we have that signature playground that's going in that the French Foundation, you know, Doug and Kara French Foundation put in to help, and we're going to be doing some matching funds. That's going to be kind of a if you think about a destination park, that's what the envision is for it. So we've been meeting with different people. We're coming up with plans. Uh, it, it's going to be a major part, a major attraction. When you think about going to taking your kids to a park, we don't usually think of Bryan Call Station. They think of going to Austin, Houston, everything. Well, now it's going to be, you know, Midtown Park and Bryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the lake fountain. Uh, there's going to be lake fountains that are going to be going in the in the lake when that gets finally gets approved with the TECQ, and hopefully that'll happen this year. Or, okay. Or, or probably the first part of next year. Okay. And so we should be able to fill that lake up after that. Uh, it's been, for the most part, we've done all the stuff that we need to do. It's just we're waiting on the clearance, and they don't work at the speed of a. Uh, the way we work right a little slower <laughs> and then we have a maintenance facility that's going to go on it's going to take care of all the maintenance and you know house all the equipment that we need to take care of the midtown park uh 17 million of that is going to go to the new ila that we just made with texas a&m in the tennis facility so we're we're rocking and rolling in midtown hey i heard keen talking about that pool and i remember that pool i yeah. mean i i don't think i ever went swimming in that pool it was I probably <laughs> So thought that was gone. Obviously, they ran into it. And so that's going to push back that road timeline just a little bit. See, that's where I learned to swim. You know? Oh, so wow. We, and we'd walk that creek all the time from the house to where we grew up behind Manorese Mall. Yeah. Lane. And, you know, we walked over there. We'd take our swim lesson. We'd walk home down the creek. And so it was always nice. There was a pipe that went under Texas Avenue so we can go underneath the pipe and get to the house with that crossing over the top and always good in the world yeah yeah that's it, it just brought back a lot of memories when he brought up that pool let's talk a little bit more about that indoor tennis center uh, at midtown park that you mentioned the collab with texas a&m um you ended up amending a contract about who's going to actually run that facility and you guys chose the same people that are running legends so can you talk about that decision well if you look at what we've done and you know when we actually built legends and going through that whole process of the design the build and what we're going to do and you know we're, we're dealing with taxpayer money, and how do you how do you spend that money, and how do you bring people into our community? We we were scared to death when we did Legends because if it doesn't work, that falls on us. We and we were we were given an opportunity to build a bigger one, and we in hindsight we should have built it bigger. Uh, this gives us the ability now that it's this multi-use facility that A&M is going to be pretty much blessing us with. Uh, you know, with what their participation is going to be. It's going to be an expansion of the Legends Center. The guys who have taken care of Legends and have filled it and have ran it just like we were this morning. Uh, you know, it just it's amazing how fast they can turn that space. And literally this afternoon, when, when they left this morning, they were already getting ready for something else. And so it's it's the sports management facilities that we have right there is, is really phenomenal. So we're going to keep them for a while. Now, how will citizens be able to benefit from this tennis center? And what kind of access will they have? Well, it's going to be 
pretty much 80% of the access is going to be for the citizens of Ryan. So we have a, we, we're going to have a, this is, this is for inclement weather. Like if they had an SEC tournament today and it's raining out there today, this is literally, this is what that is for. They can't have SEC tournaments, NCAA tournaments without having an indoor facility for something like today. But, you know, they play tennis outside. They don't play tennis inside. They don't really have indoor tennis, you know, tournaments. It's all outdoor. It's more for the just-in-case. This exactly. way the play doesn't get interrupted. And, and there's some big big announcements going to happen here pretty soon that's going to be if and around this facilities. I wish I could say it right now, but it's just really cool. So it's going to be an expansion of what we already have in Legends. So, the, you know, citizens are going to get a lot, a lot of extra time over there. Uh, quickly, John Freebel at Destination Brian gave a presentation recently um, about a new event that's coming to Midtown Park called the Barn Dance. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I had the opportunity to go to Taos, New Mexico and see because I had no idea what it was either. Uh, it is a it's, uh, it's, it's a barn dance and it's it was a three day deal in Taos and you have it's under a big tent and they you it's all seated. You watch these uh, different singer songwriters from all over and it's Texas country music. So it's really neat and, and, and names that we all know we, we grew up with. It's kind of an older older crowd. I think the average age when he was getting that presentation was 60 years old or 60 plus years old. And that's pretty much what it was. But you listen, you sit, you listen to good music, and you can dance the whole time. They have a whole separate dance floor tent for that. Uh, and it's just hour after hour after hour of different singers, songwriters, and they all know each other. It was, uh, it was really, really neat when we were there because everybody knew each other. It was yeah. like a reunion. The people that were there, that has been going on for 21 years. They've won, you know, world, you know, acclaimed, you know, facility that they put on this event. They've been doing it for 21 they're going to continue to do it over there in the fall. Will be the spring uh, version of it. So it's going to be there. Have two of them now, and 50% of the people that were there were from Texas. So it was really an interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Right after that, we'll have the Troubadour Festival. Will be several weeks later, a different type, a different crowd, and it's more of a, it's more of what we think of a concert when you're out there screaming and yelling, and everybody gathers up. This other one's more sit down, listen. You have a VIP section. You have a regular. You have lawn chairs. Uh, there's a, you know outside vendors and everything. It's really really unique going to be a lot of fun. And you said three days. Is that going to be the same format when it comes here? So the, there's this one, the, the one, the first one they're going to do is going to be a two-day format, and then next year it's going to expand to three. They just want to get the logistics taken care of now, but these guys are professional. Uh, there was, you know, one of the things brought up that was in this whole thing, you wouldn't see one piece of trash anywhere. I mean, mm. it, everybody took very good care. Everybody was just, uh, it was very, very nice. I mean, it was a Exceptional welcome in there. Last thing I want to touch on is the former Nutribolt building. Uh, looks like new occupant, mm -hmm. Blue Forge, who is a defense contractor. What can you tell us about that new company coming in? Well, I was uh, actually asking city manager what we could tell him. He told me, he said, you know, we, we can't really say anything else. We have to kill you. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. Top no, secret. It, it, it is, uh, it <laughs> that is was a, Scott's question, not mine. <laughs> no, it's uh, Blue Forge is going to be a, it's going to be a great, you know, national defense thing that they have here. It's a, uh, we're, going to keep that corporation in Bryan. Uh, we're looking forward to everything that they do. They're hiring. They're bringing a lot of stuff over here. But it's going to be onshoring of all the how do you make a submarine, but onshoring all those jobs and onshoring all those factories. You know, right now, most of the submarines we have made, the parts are from China. Sure. And, you know, other parts around the mm -hmm. world. We need them to be made from here. We need them to be designed here. We need them to be manufactured here because you never know what's going to happen in our world. All right. Anything else on your radar that you'd like to discuss today? You know, I just think that, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff. And, and you know, we, we hear it all the time. And I think this morning kind of inspired me a little bit more. But, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that happen. There's people that are that are giving their time and giving their life, you know, whether it be saving or whether it be serving. Uh, just 
tell them thank you every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for all that information today. Really appreciate it. We visit with the mayors on Wednesdays. Those interviews are archived at WTW.com. That's our community segment brought to you by McCafferty Electric. They light up your life. One last look at the weather on the Infomaniacs brought to you by Gladney Automotive. Putting your name on a family business means honest and hard work. No car is too new for Gladney. To learn more, schedule your next appointment, visit GladneyAutomotive.com or call 979-399-8928. 20% chance of showers before 1 o'clock this afternoon, mostly cloudy with a high near 81. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low around 60. Tomorrow, high around 88, mostly sunny. And tomorrow night, a low around 68. Friday, it's going to get a little hotter and get up to about 92 degrees. So there's your forecast. Uh, we got a few minutes left here with you. If you are a uh, sign Seinfeld fan. Uh huh. Seinfeld had uh, a weird ending. A lot of people, I, I don't know. I, I've seen episodes and I, I understand references when people talk about Seinfeld, but I, I did not watch it like for, you know, start to finish. Right. And I definitely yeah. couldn't tell you what the ending was. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the, the ending is just kind of funny. It's very Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Just, it's just right along the lines with how the show is. They're gotcha. just basically sociopaths that are just hilarious and don't care about anybody but themselves. Okay. And they end up just going to jail in some whatever. Okay. No, not going to get into it. Okay. So, it's a, a lot of people thought it was kind of a lame ending, but. In Boston over the weekend, Jerry Seinfeld did a Q&A, and someone asked him if he was happy with the way the show ended. He dropped the bombshell, quote, I have a little secret for you about the ending. Something is going to happen that has to do with that ending. Hasn't happened yet. And just what you are thinking about, Larry, David, and I have been thinking about as well. So oh, you'll see. We'll see. Interesting. I don't know what that means. I would be shocked if they do any sort of remake, but they may just do a... Frasier, yeah. Frasier just launched a reboot, yes, didn't they? Yes, he did. I think it starts this week okay. or next week. I mean, yeah, that that would be interesting, though. Uh, Frasier was a very successful show, too. It won yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. It had 11 seasons, Frasier did. So yeah, Frasier's a funny show. It, it's entertaining. Yeah. Uh, it's not Seinfeld, but Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't by any stretch think Seinfeld's going to do a remake. Okay. I think they've been very vocal. That but maybe that's just done. a, a check-in? Maybe just in? like a little, yeah, <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, I, maybe like... Didn't Friends do a like a reunion? A reunion, or yes, yeah, okay. they did. They know, did. Maybe something, maybe something like, like that. that, huh? Well, hey, here's a story. It's kind of sad, but it's also kind of cool. So Dorothy Hoffner, a 104 year old Chicago woman, recently skydived. Okay, I mean, wow. 104 years old. 104 skydiver. And it could be certified by the Guinness World Records, or she could be as the oldest person to ever jump from a plane. She has passed away. So just days after she jumped, and they are saying that the jump did not have anything to do with her death, but she was 104 years old, and apparently she died in her sleep on Sunday night. Um, one of her friends, who also happens to be a nurse, said she had amazing energy and remained mentally sharp. She just kept going. She was not somebody who would take naps in the afternoon wow. or, sh or not show up for any kind of function. She was always there. She was always present. So back on October 1st, she made a tandem skydive that could land her in the record books as the world's oldest skydiver. She jumped out of a plane uh, in just southwest of Chicago. She said, age is just a number, she told the cheering crowd moments after landing. It was not her first time jumping from a plane, Sean. That happened when she was 100 years of oh, age. Oh, back, back <laughs> in those 
young years. Yeah, and they said it had nothing to do with the record. She just really liked it and wanted to do it again. He <laughs> said she had no intention of breaking the record. She had no interest in any publicity or anything. She wasn't doing it for any reason other than she just wanted to go skydiving. That's so, a cool story. I wonder if maybe she knew something about her health and maybe yeah, said, hey, I one don't last know. ride. Oh, that is interesting. Sounds- I mean, obviously she survived the jump. Everything yeah. was fine. And then about nine days later, she ended up passing. Um, the current record is held by a woman who was at the time 103 years old. So as long as all of the paperwork Jeez. gets submitted and, and whatnot, I have a feeling that she'll be the new world record yeah. holder, even though it's posthumously. So. It sounds like it. It's, yeah. So oh, congrats, man. Dorothy. Yeah, congrats we're we're to sad her. to hear about your passing. But 104 and skydiving till the very end. I just, I, sign me up for I that just, life. I'm sitting here at 35 saying, oh, I don't know if I do that. That sounds kind yeah. of scary. I mean, you know, former President Bush was jumping out until his 80s, I believe. Maybe even farther than that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah crazy. these people. Man, you guys are crazy. Bold. You're awesome. We'll be back tomorrow. A Brian Broadcasting Station, WTAW College Station, Brian. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.